Uh, welcome to Manchester Monday. You know, wait, footy doses, UCL Knights mix up there. Um, the UCL season's over. What a Real Madrid, Real Madrid, 14th for Madrid, UCL specialist, kings of the UCL. I'm telling you, that's why Florentino Perez made the Super League, because the UCL was too easy for these guys. They kept winning, and he's like, no, 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 we got to make a new tournament. I'm tired of winning this again and again. And they did it again against Liverpool in probably one of the best UCL runs ever. Um, comeback against what was supposed to be a super team PSG loaded with Mbappe, Neymar, and Lionel Messi up front. And, you know, just the star quality just shines through that team. Unfortunately, as a team, they don't play like they have that quality. But the star quality shines as a team. A lot of people disagree with me on this. But it was the sentiment when PSG announced all their signings at the end of the window that they were going to win the UCL. Because everyone was like, wow, they have Messi, Ramos, Wijnaldum, Donnarumma, Ashraf Hakimi. They signed so many UCL winners, Euros winners. They signed so many top, top players. And everyone was like, there's no way. If they are bound and destined to win the UCL, it's happening. And who did they lose to? Real Madrid with a quick, swift comeback by King Karim. Then we move on to Chelsea defending champions. They took out the champions of France first. Then they took out the defending champions. Then Real Madrid went and they took out the defending champions, Chelsea, in what was also a phenomenal goals galore with goals here, left, right, and center. And I mean, I guess you could say it was a comeback again, another comeback. And then once they take out the defending champions, they don't stop there. They go after the champions of England and they do a comeback against the champions of England because the UCL is in Real Madrid's DNA. You cannot compete with Real Madrid in the UCL. They took out the champions of France. They took out the defending UCL champions. And then they go and they smash a comeback against Man City. Comebacks against all three teams, by the way. Man City, Chelsea, and PSG. You know, facilitated by King Karim Benzema. Rodrigo for the final one. But Karim Benzema involved in all those comebacks. I just want that noted. And then, once they've done all that, because that wasn't enough, because beating all those people wasn't enough, they go and they take out Liverpool in a star-studded side, which won the other two domestic cups. So they basically took out all of England. They took out all of the Premier League, sorry. Um, they literally took out all of the Premier League in the greatest way they could. Comebacks against three Titans, and then they go and take out the Premier League, FA Cup, and Carabao Cup winners. Damn, you cannot make this up. King Karim, what a run in the UCL. That's all I can say. Look, I was skeptical when they removed the away goals rule, but I have to be, you know, I have to keep my praise as loud as my criticism is. I think removing the away goals rule turned out to be, you know, it turned out to be great. <laughs> like, other than the uh, UCL match, which was Atletico Madrid versus Man City, that was a snooze fest. I hated it. It was absolutely boring to watch. It was the most painful 180 minutes of football I've seen. It was just so boring. So, so, so boring. I cannot tell you. But, you know, fair play. You, you know, I, I criticized UEFA for removing the away goals rule, but... um. It turned out to work out for the best. That's that's all I can say. It, you know, it turned out to be better. I'm still against the UCL Champions League format coming out next time. Um, the next format, but, you know, it's time. That's years away. You know, we don't even have to discuss it. It's years away. We can argue about it when that time comes. But I think the UCL format, the new one, isn't too much. You know, it's not too much better. More games, more teams. It does, More teams doesn't make a competition more competitive. You need to understand that. Quality over quantity. You know, we have the quality already. Adding more teams is 
I mean, it could make the, you know, because <clears throat> they won't just be, you know, the top four teams. They'll include a few more teams. I guess it could make the team work, uh, you know, um, no, what am I saying? Not the top four. I mean, I guess you could say it's going to include more quality teams, but I just, I think it's fine as it is. Don't break some, don't fix something that isn't broken. And that's the scenario here. You're fixing, you know, a format which isn't broken. You know, it's it's not broken. The away goals rule, fair play to you, but I don't think it'll be the same for the schedule and the format change. But Hala Madrid, champions of Europe once again. The first UCL without Cristiano Ronaldo. I think Ronaldo should have never left Real Madrid. I think it's been just downhill, downhill, downhill for him ever since. Juventus, you know, I guess I could say it was, you know, a little bit of relief there. But I just think, you know, Juventus, he could have done way better at Real Madrid compared to Juventus. <clears throat> um, and then um, Manchester United has just been it. You know, it's been a joke. It's been embarrassment. United's a horrible, crap team, crap mentality, crap all of it. I'm a United fan. I can't talk crap my my team, and I will. <clears throat> crap, crap, crap. Gareth Bale. That is the you know Gareth Bale is the reason I started watching football, and to see him end his UCL career. He didn't get to play. You know, even a few minutes of the final, which you know it sort of it hurt me a little bit to not see him get that send off. And um, you know, there's a you know whole dynamic atmosphere around Gareth Bale's departure. You know, Madrid fans haven't been too pleased with Bale in recent years. Um, other fans make fun of Madrid fans. You can't boo them. But look, I get it. Yeah, I, I, I disagree. I think Madrid fans should be cheering him on throughout. He is a club legend, whether they like it or not. He scored in two UCL finals, and one of those finals he single-handedly won. You know, assisted by Karius, of course. But the bicycle kick, Karius wouldn't have stopped anyway. But... <clears throat> But I think, you know, it's <clears throat> it's done. It's it's um Bale will be <clears throat> a UCL legend, a club legend. You know, thank you, Gareth Bale, for delivering us some of the greatest football moments. For being part of one of the greatest front threes to win a three P as well as a fourth for UCLs. I mean, I don't know if any well, I, I don't think any other um UC Madrid front. I don't think any other front three is done for UCLs, especially a three P, especially a three P. But other than that, um, it's done. Champions of Europe, Real Madrid, number fourteen. This episode is so so short. There's not much to talk about. Fair play to Liverpool, quadruple. I don't see the quadruple. The only quadruple you guys have is conceding four to Madrid in Champions League finals in recent years. Three in the previous final and then one in this final. Hala Madrid again. I'm look. I the the Premier League was it went out of their hands. It was up to City. They had to rely on City. This um UCL they didn't have to rely on anyone except themselves and they just they couldn't deliver. They couldn't there were definitely moments. I think throughout the game they were more dominant in a lot of moments, but the Abad Courtois said, No, you shall not pass, and they did not pass because he was in form like anything. Here's the thing. <clears throat> There was a conversation before that Diablo Courtois is, you know, a lot of tweets. I'm not going to, I wasn't part of these tweets. I knew Courtois was world class, but there were a lot of tweets saying, oh, Courtois is going to be humble, Courtois is going to be this, and Courtois even said, you know, I saw all these tweets and I had to prove myself. And he did prove himself. He proved himself in the best way he could by costing Liverpool a UCL final. Um, you know, Courtois is, he's been one of the best. And it's poetic that the last final he played and he actually lost to Real Madrid. So now he comes to Real Madrid and he wins them the final. You know, it's it's, it's poetic. Poetic um, at its best. Real Madrid, um, 
Courtois, man. Like, I can't, I don't know what to say. I can't say enough nice things about him. Here's the thing. A lot of people are going to disagree with this. I think Courtois is clear, clear. And I mean clear as in, like, just so, so clear of um, Ederson and Alisson. I think he's so clear of both those people. Because the thing is, look, Courtois. Courtois does have a world-class, you know, backline. It's not that he doesn't. He definitely does. Like, there's no debate about that. He has a world-class uh, backline. But <clears throat> I think Ederson and Alisson wouldn't be as good um, goalkeepers. You know, look, look, okay, perfect example. Let's let's substitute them into Manchester United. De Gea, I think, is one of the best in the Premier League. Top three for me, clearly. But obviously, clean sheets he didn't get. We have Manchester United have a horrible front line. You know, if you compare it to Ederson and Alisson, who, you know, they got a lot more clean sheets, but they also have a world-class back line. If you put both of those players into Manchester United, they're not getting as many saves as clean sheets as, um, <clears throat> you know, as they would, uh, as De Gea did. And that's, you know, I just, that's, that's my take on it. And I think Courtois, similarly, if you put him to Manchester United's, um, no, not similarly to Alison Ederson, similarly, um, Courtois in Man United's uh, front, uh, um, goal, as a goalkeeper in Manchester United, with the crappy back line that they have, I think he would still deliver to a greater extent than Alisson and Ederson would. And, you know, I, I need I say much more, he won them the UCL with those saves, fantastic saves. Vinicius Jr., Gets his UCL moment. I, you know, obviously everyone, Karim Benzema to make it poetic and end the game like that. End the season, you know, his Ballon d'Or run like that because he does deserve the Ballon d'Or. He was already in Paris. They should have just given it to him. They should have just gone to it. They should have gone, found it from wherever they keep the Ballon d'Or. the storage room. They should have brought it to the UCL. Instead of giving him the trophy, they should have given him the Ballon d'Or. You know, he deserves it. He He's done so, so well for Real Madrid this season. It's, if... If anyone else other than Karim Benzema wins the Ballon d'Or, it's I'm done. I don't have any value for Ballon d'Ors anymore. I'm done. There's no value for Ballon d'Ors for me anymore. <clears throat> I don't value it because look, if they give it to Lewandowski now, nah, man, I, I I'm not having it. I'm not having any of that. If they give it to Robert Lewandowski now, I'm not having any of that because look, two seasons. Lewandowski's performed to the top level. One season he's robbed and it's given to Messi in a very controversial, you know, everyone knows that Lewandowski deserved it over Lionel Messi. I, I, you know, I think that's my sentiment. Many people might disagree, but that's where I'm at. I think Lionel Messi didn't deserve it. I mean, he did, he deserved to be in the top three for the nominee, for the, you know, end rankings, but to win it was Robert Lewandowski's, to be honest. Um... But, you know, they gave it to Messi, whatever. I'm not going to complain too much about it. Then the previous year, they canceled the Ballon d'Or. He deserved it. Robert Lewandowski deserved it the year they canceled the Ballon d'Or. And it's a robbery. It's a blindsided robbery. You know, that they didn't give it to him that year. They simply just canceled it. Um, and that, 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 that just really annoys me. I feel really bad for Robert Lewandowski in that sense. You know, <clears throat> he deserved the Ballon d'Or. He didn't get the Ballon d'Or because they literally canceled the ceremony. But this season... If anyone else other than Karim Benzema wins the Ballon d'Or, I have no value for Ballon d'Ors anymore. Straight up, I don't, I don't see its value anymore. Because King Karim deserves that, you know, golden ball, and he should get it. Real Madrid have won their 14th Champions League, and it's not that, you know, Karim Benzema just, you know, he scored a goal or here, here and there. No, Karim Benzema helped complete a comeback against all three major sides. And... 
you know, I'm not going to say he, you know, he didn't help in the final. Karim Benzema wasn't out of form in the final. He definitely had his moments. He even scored an offside goal, which I think should be a goal. According to the rules, it's not. You know, I get that whole conversation. The rules say this. Okay, according to the rules, it's not a goal. But that's a stupid rule. That's a stupid, stupid rule. And I completely think that's a weird, stupid rule. And I, you know, I think it should have been a goal. If football was run by people who actually like football or knew football. But whatever, not going to get too much into that. But that, that's just my take on it. Real Madrid have completed number 14. I feel really bad for Cristiano Ronaldo because he, you know, he left Madrid for a challenge. He should have stayed. They would have won two more UCLs on, with Ronaldo for sure. I think Zidane probably would have stayed. I don't know the circumstances as to why Ronaldo left. But if Cristiano Ronaldo stayed, they would have probably won two more UCLs. They would have probably done a four-peat. You know, they definitely would have done a four-peat. Um, and that front three that we so, so love, Bale, Benzema, Ronaldo, would have just continued for, you know, a few more years. And, yeah, but such is football, you know. Liverpool fans, you know, they can say their team dominated, but such is football. You can dominate the whole game, but if you don't score, you don't take your chances, you end up losing. And that's what's happened. Um, that's the final UCL Knights episode for this year. I mean... I'll see you guys next year. I won't be able to talk about my team in the UCL final, uh, UCL Knights, but Halo Madrid, I love Gareth Bale. He's my favorite player. And that's, that's you know, I used to watch a lot of, I used to watch a lot of Madrid growing up because of Gareth Bale. My, the only reason I support United is because my cousins used to push me on United so much. And so I used to watch Madrid on my own and I used to watch uh, United with uh, my cousins and whoever else was around me. And Gareth Bale was why I started watching football. And, you know, it's thank you, Gareth Bale, for getting me into this sport. Thank you, Gareth Bale, for giving me some of the best moments. I'll see you guys in the next episode of UCL Nights, which will be months and months and months and months away, and which will feel like a lifetime right now. But it will be a blink of an eye when the next episode comes. I'll see you guys then. Till then, number 14. I'll see you for the Super... Let's do the Super Cup. Let's do a UCL Knights for the Super Cup. I think that's what we'll do, just so it doesn't go as far. I'll see you guys for UCL Knights in the Super Cup. Hala Madrid, number 14. It's done and dusted. Liverpool's quadruple is done. They're not getting it. I can live with Liverpool winning an FA Cup and a Carabao Cup. What a world-class team, but they didn't win the Champions League or the Premier League. That's all I can say. I'll see you guys in the next episode in August or whenever the Super Cup is due. Peace out and... Hollow Madrid. Thank you, Gareth Bale.